Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Yeah. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Yeah. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Uh. It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? No. Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? No. I don't see nobody stopping us number one no one on top of us what they gonna do and matt milano coming with the blitz off the edge don't you throw it in the air because trade white and like a highway intercept ladies and gentlemen it's your boy rico back at it again let's Bob go Miller getting double team not a team getting easy sacks Russo with- shout out to my man don brown with the exclusive showing love let's go man repurposed just for bill's mafia let's go devil moves coming straight for the quarterback Take him down, take him down. McDermott clapping on the sidelines. In the crowd going crazy. Mafia, it's our time. Josh Allen, it's your time. It's the Mafia, yeah. Sunday, one bill's dry. Mafia, where you at? Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. 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 Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo is Ladies the and gentlemen, Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo I had to give mafia. some love. Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. I had to give mafia. some love to my man Don Brown. Came through. Show some love, man. You got to, man. If you guys are artists out there and you guys want to get your shit off, you know who to give it to. I'll put it out there for you. Shout out to my man. I might have to make an exclusive. I don't know, man. I might have to make this the intro song, right? Let's go, people. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rico Report brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. Let's go, folks. I'm glad you guys made it. We got some football to talk about. I'm always excited to bring you guys some love. So appreciate you guys tuning in. You guys don't have to be here, but you guys have given me your time, and I'm not going to waste it. So salute to everyone joining Bing squad in the building. Bing, bingity, bing, 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 bing. Y'all are here. Let's go. Emojis, love your way. So, folks, we got a, we got a good one tonight, man. I got some topics I got to hit on, man. We're going to talk about OEJ. We're going to talk about the Giants. We're going to talk about the Patriots. Fam, what is happening with the Patriots? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I love to hear the downfall of the Patriots, but my goodness, it's, it's, not, looking, it's not sounding good over there, man. It's not looking good over there. Uh, things are, I wouldn't say falling apart, but, <laughs> yo, busting at the seams. They're busting at the seams. I don't know what's happening over there, but we're going to talk about it. And, uh, I mean, it's just pretty. It's just, we just sitting pretty. It's good to be a Bills fan. Uh, salutes and everybody. Let's listen, folks. Do me a favor. Smash that like while you guys are in here. Do me that favor. Smash that like. You know what I'm saying? And if you have not joined, if you have not had an opportunity to to join and subscribe to this, subscribe to it. And first of all, show, I'm showing love to the notification gang. If you guys have clicked that bell, you know, when you hit it, it sounds a little something like that. When you hit that bell, it notifies you and lets you know when your boy's going live. And I saw a whole bunch of people in the chat waiting to come through. So 
appreciate y'all. We here. Smash that like. Let's do it, folks. So listen, man, we're going to talk about things around the league, man. Listen, the L.A. Rams are the first team we've got to play. And boy, that's going to be a tough one. But if your quarterback isn't able to play, how big of a competition are they going to be to us? I mean, shoot, they've got enough time to heal up. But right now, Matthew Stafford is dealing with some injuries. And he's got a shoulder injury that he's got to deal with. And is he going to be ready by week one? We have no idea, right? And if he's not ready to go week one, yes, we know they got some dogs on there. Cam Akers, you know, Jalen Ramsey's out there. Aaron Donald's out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they've got a plethora of players that make a difference. But the difference maker is your quarterback, and that's Matthew Stafford. If Matthew Stafford cannot go, John Wolford? I mean, I'm not even going to put that out there because chances are we will get Matthew Stafford. But – how healthy will Matthew Stafford be? And that's going to be a difference maker. And what a tone setter that would be for the Buffalo Bills. What's up, my man? Dog 26 was happy, baby. What what a, a start to the season it would be for the Buffalo Bills, regardless of who's quarterbacking, regardless of the fact that they might not have Matthew Stafford. It's, it's getting the win. It's getting the win. That's what matters, right? You need to start off the season with a bang. And when you get a when you get a W. To start the season, it's just a weight lifted off the shoulders. I didn't like the feeling, and I'm sure you guys felt the same way. Did you like the feeling when we lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, knowing we were the better team, we were the more superior team? We know how week ones are. Week one is a crapshoot. But if we can handle week one and do what we must, it just gets us off to a great start because the following game, we're at the Titans. Excuse me. The Titans are at home to us on Monday Night Football. Back-to-back. Back. Listen, listen. I'm getting myself excited. I'm trying to get my, my ducks lined up in a row so I can meet y'all at the game Monday night. It's not, that's going to be a party. But we got to first handle ourselves with these Rams. So who knows what's going to happen with Matthew Stafford. Um, chances are he'll play, but it's worthy and it's worth talking about. Because right now, if you look at that squad right now, Tyler Higby's their tight end. Obviously, they got a, they got Henderson as, as RB and Cam Akers. You can't sleep on that. Uh, and you've got Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup. But after that, Van Jefferson might not be able to play that week as well. So having your starting quarterback out and your slot receiver out, I mean, we'll see how that plays out. I mean, you know, I mean, Cooper Cup plays inside, outside. He's, he's everywhere. But it'll be interesting to see how this plays out for the L.A. Rams. I'm going to tell you that right now. So um, we'll see. We shall, we shall see. Uh, other news, Aaron Rodgers is in the news once again. He's up to his, his old tricks of doing some BS and he might get away with this this time. So this my my man is on some psychedelic stuff, man. He's doing what he needs to do to get his mind right. You know what I'm saying for the season and whatever it takes for him to get his mind right. Do what you must. Do what you must. But boy, is he trying everything, right? I'm immunized, right? He pulls that stunt and now he's doing this. It's just a, he's a strange cat. But when you've been in the league 17 plus years. You can do those things. When you're a superstar, when you're a back-to-back MVP, you can do those things, right? You know what I'm saying? I just it's just it's just Aaron Rodgers. When you're a star, they, they kind of give you a little more leash. They give you a little bit more leash. My man John DeMarchi, what's up, Johnny? Johnny coming from the 305. What's up? He says, Hey, did you know receiver coach Chad Hall's sister is Matt Stafford's wife? Yes, I did, sir. Uh, we have insider help for week one. <laughs> Kidding. The only question for week one. Can we block Donald and stop him from hurting? Well, here's another thing, and I'm going to bring this up. It's good to start to see healthy bodies coming back 
to the Bills, right? We've got Deion Dawkins back and fully focused and ready to roll, right? He's got a he's got his he's got a tall task ahead of him, right? He's dealing with Von Miller on a daily basis. So he's you know saying iron sharp sharpened iron, right? Um Mitch Morse has been steady. He's been a steady piece in this office. Ryan Bates has returned, right? So it's nice to start getting these names back in so we can build something. Spencer Brown is in and out of the lineup, right? questenberry has been in and out, in and out, and kind of replacing uh, Spencer Brown. They've been going inside from right guard to right tackle. And most importantly, Roger Saffold has been activated. So we're going to start to see him more often inserting him into the line. So we're starting to you mean, get healthy. We're starting to get guys back together and hopefully we can build something rather quickly right we've got what another week this week of camp and then we're right into preseason this saturday so it is it's listen as much time as we do have we don't so we if we and the good thing about this is we don't have rookies on this squad right we have spencer brown going into year two we have ryan bates who are going to year three with us year two to three three years with us mitch morse is a vet Deion Dawkins is a vet, so there's not a whole lot of like, man, I, I, my head's spinning, right? So this this team can rather can come together rather quickly. You hope so. So that's why you got to bring in these vet guys that can help you out and make sure that you guys are on on point. Uh, so salute to uh, um, to this old line getting healthy and getting better. So salute to you, John and for that super chat. Uh, in other news, in other great news, Reggie Gilliam, Reggie Gilliam, our fullback. You know what I mean? Slash tight end slash do it all has earned himself a two year extension, about five million dollars. Good for him. Good for him. He deserves every bit of that coin. Let me tell you something, man. When you go in as a walk on, a walk on to college, no, nobody's looking at you. Nobody's giving you come in and you bust your ass. To make that squad, not only do you make that squad, you go undrafted. Fine. All is good. The Bills give you an opportunity. And you take that opportunity and you turn that into an extension. That, my friends, is how you're supposed to do it. Put your head down and grind and let your work speak for itself. And that is exactly what Reggie Gilliam's game has done. Not only, and he didn't, he came in as a guy that can do it all, right? He'll run the rock. He'll catch. He'll block. And he'll even go in on special teams and block that punt. So, folks, we got ourselves a good one. And I'm and I'm gonna say this, man. I'm I'm gonna keep it a buck. You may not remember this, but the first time we had Gilliam on this squad, I said, Gilly, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna make this team, and you don't want to hear me say this to you, but you're gonna make this team, and you're gonna beat out Demarco. I'm just saying. And he's like, oh, no, I don't talk about that, fam. And I remember, and you guys can run it back. And I did say that to him, and I was like, I have a good feeling. And here we are. My goodness, I love the fact that he got himself an extension, and that's 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 a testament to the hard work. That's a testament. I mean, you saw you saw what what uh, Coach McDermott said. He's like, and that's what the Bills are about. And what the, and a lot of people are not too sure what that means. What do you mean that's the Bills? That's what the Bills are about. What the Bills are about is put your freaking head down, work your tail off, and you will get rewarded. You will get rewarded. And the ultimate reward for us is putting our head down this year, grind it out. 18 games, 17, 18, whatever you want to call it, and winning the damn chip. Get into the playoffs and bust ass and win the damn chip. And that's how we want things to go. So I'm not stressed. I feel good about what, what this, this season is, is, is 
turning it's going to be turning into and i'm excited now, as i think everyone should be excited for the opportunities that have been coming our way um i mean i i guess i have to speak on this um just this past weekend our our quarterback our Doran quarterback decided to tease decided to tease bills fans with this 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 hype around these red helmets. I'm not going to speak on it too long because people have beat this thing like a damn dead horse. All right. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. That red helmet looked all right to me. I've been one that doesn't care for it. I could care less about the helmet. But when I saw the helmet on him, I was like, okay. Now, the blue stripe, maybe we can switch out the blue stripe. But Josh Allen knew what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. He reads it. I, I'm, I feel it in my bones. Now, my man has a burner account or two. He's got a burner account or two, and he's amongst us, tweeting, retweeting, doing all those things, right? And he's reading what we are talking about. And bring the red helmets, do what you got to do, all that good stuff, right? The bills are like, nah, nah, we can't do it. We're not going to do it. But he was like, you know what? F it. I'm going to get one of these PR guys to give me a helmet. I'm going to bring it out there. And here we are. You got everybody in a frenzy talking about these red helmets. They did look dope. Now, if we have some kind of rendition that we can bring out somehow, some way, maybe I'd be for it. I mean, if we stick with the helmets that we have now, I'm I'm grateful for it. But like I said, we still have one of the cleanest uniforms in the game. Do we need to tweak it with the helmets? Not so, not really, but the helmet did look good. Now, I'm going to tell you, what made it look even sexier was the fact that he had the freaking visor. The, anybody that rocks a visor, whether you're a quarterback, safety like anybody i mean even a freaking center can rock a visor and you look mean you look nice and this guy always teases us with the damn visor yo one of these days man i hope he comes out and puts the visor on and we roll with it but it's probably not gonna happen it's just for him to give a show for everybody else and go from there so you gotta appreciate it. you gotta appreciate it though so the red helmets good it looked good it, it was a big big fiasco for everybody but i mean we are where we are we are where we are um I did want to speak on something else, though. I did want to speak on something else. Um, speaking of Josh Allen and speaking of the team, fam, this message goes to all fans in the NFL. In the NFL. We saw a little bit last year where, I don't know if it was it was during a preseason or was it uh, in the offseason? I'm not too sure. But Jalen Hurts was walking to the, to the locker room and fans are trying to reach and try to grab and all that stuff. And then there goes everybody collapse and they fall. Luckily, nobody got hurt. But I bring this up for a reason, right? Josh Allen the other day was running down the, uh, I guess, the tunnel to go you know, back to the locker room. And everybody's trying to, you know, I mean, get the star. I mean, he's a rock star. Everybody knows that, right? They're trying to get his attention. Somebody threw a, a football that was in a box. Could you imagine that man stepped on that box? Just timing of it. I mean, for crying out loud, we had Kevin Cobb running to the running to the field and slipped on a mat. And that was it. We never got we never got Kevin Cobb after that. It's just that freak accidents happened. Fam, y'all gotta stop with that nonsense. If y'all want a damn autograph, wait your damn turn. If it doesn't happen, guess what? You got 18 weeks to try to get that. I know this is your best chance to do it now, but fam, it's not gonna happen. All right. Now, be respectful. That's number one. Number two, if you want your jersey signed, you hand the jersey to said player. You don't whip the jersey to the floor and whip it. Listen, Stefan Diggs is sitting there. Oh, yeah, you want to whip the jerseys at me? I'm going to sign it. I'm going to put it around the floor. I love the Petty Murphy in him. Y'all got to listen, man. These, these, these people are human beings. 
You got to treat these guys with respect. You got to treat your, these players with respect. You know what I'm saying? You can't be doing that. I know you want these damn autographs. I know you want all these, these, you know say memorabilia so you can have something you can put on your wall and all of that stuff. I love it. But to what, to, to what, to disrespect the player? To disrespect them? Nah, man. Like, what, what are you looking for a soundbite? You looking for like a clip from the cuss you out and then you post it all over the place and now he looked like a bad guy. Let's, guys, respect the players. They respect the heck out of you guys. They stop and they sign these things. And if it's not your turn, it's not your turn. I don't know if this was a rant or not, but I just have to get that out of my neck because, dude, you're throwing stuff at the players. They're just, you know what they're going to do? Then they're just going to, they're going to treat you like Michael Jordan, right? And you know what? I've been, I've been using this phrase the last couple of days with my brother-in-law. F them kids. And he's going to be like, you know what? F them signatures. I ain't doing it. And now he's the bad guy. Now Stefan Diggs is the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? So, guys, let's be respectful to the players. Let's be respectful to the players on the Bills team. And this goes to all NFL. Chill out. Chill out, man, because security is going to start being assholes. And they're going to say, yo, back up. Move. You know what I mean? Security is going to toss you out like they tossed John Felicia. Shoot, we might as well get in John Feliciano's ass, boy. Anyway, be nice to your players, man. Be nice to your players. Real talk, man. Scott Blakely. <laughs> Scott Blakely coming in with a, he comes in with a chat. And he goes, hey, man, it's 100%, Rico. Grow the F up and control your frenzy. Stop acting like groupie-ass dudes. Grown-ass men acting like groupies. Cut it out. It's unbecoming. You know what I'm saying? It's unbecoming. It's, it's, in, the, in the words of Joe Budden, it's nasty. All right? It's nasty. Stop that mess. All right? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I mean, I wouldn't say the autographs are just for kids. I mean, let's, let's, cut, let's pump the brakes a little bit. You know what I'm saying? The, this is your team. You've been rooting for this team for a long time. You want to get your, your signature. I get that part. Take your turn. It's going to be, take your time. You'll get there at one point or another. But anyway, that's that. I just want to get that out of the way. We're still sticking around the league because I got to talk about something, man. The New York Giants. <laughs> the New York Giants. Let me tell you something, folks. Jones, David Jones, quarterback of the New York Giants, uh, didn't have a good day today. Uh, he didn't have a good day. And I don't think he's been having a good camp. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's apparent because guess what? Our ex-quarterback and a beloved quarterback at that, Tyrod Taylor. I can't even call him Tyrod anymore because now pronunciations of these names are coming out. And Tyrod is really Tarod. It sounds weird to me to say it, but that's his name. So we're going to call him that. Tarod Taylor took a rep. Now, I know everybody's blowing it up. Tyrod Taylor taking first team reps. It was a rep because David Jones threw a terrible ball, intercepted, and it was an awful rep. So Coach Dable was like, I had enough. Tyrod, get in here. If they mess around and let Tyrod get more reps, he will take the job from Daniel Jones. I mean, we already anticipated that Daniel Jones is going to lose his job. It was just, it's just a matter of time before he loses the job. But my goodness, Daniel Jones. Golly, man, I don't know what's going on, but I'm rooting for Tyrod. Wherever that man goes, he's going to compete. He's going to try to get that job. His, his, he was ready to, you know what I'm saying? His career is ready to take off, man. Until, you know what I mean, we, we, we brought in some of Josh Allen, and then the rest is history. But my goodness, man, Daniel Jones, you better you keep messing around, man. You're going to lose that job. You're going to lose that job. And guess what? Dable didn't draft you. So you better show everything you got for Dable, because if you don't, here comes Tyrod. Now, we're going to stick around with the Giants. Because our old pal, John Feliciano. Oh, uh, John Feliciano. I'll tell you, boy. That boy, he he talking. He's doing a lot of talking. And uh, let me paint you guys a picture. 
Let me paint you all the pictures. So uh, the New York Giants, I mean, you guys know what it is, man. When it's when it's camp, training camp, if they say thud, it's thud. That's just what it is, right? That means you don't wrap the guy and bring him down. It's just what, that's just the rules. Thud, contact, stay up, plays over. We want to stay healthy. So Saquon Barkley apparently has a lot to prove this year. So I guess he, I don't know what was happening with the offense. Maybe he's, he's frustrated with the quarterback play. So he took out his, his frustration on one of the defenders. So sure enough, defense started getting, what, the, what, the, what, what is all this? And then it started getting chippy. So guess what? John Feliciano decided to get, to get the squaring up, to get the squaring up. And, and let me, I, I, I follow these, these Giants, uh, this Giants podcast. It's, uh, it's called uh, Talking Giants. And uh, these guys had more to talk about and more to say about this little skirmish that happened uh, in, uh, with these Giants. So let me play this audio for you guys. You guys let me know how, how, how you guys take this. Check this out. Lesser important names. Yeah. Justin, do you want to start with offense overall? Or should, let's, let's give a fight update. How about let's, let's everybody do a fight wants update. to hear about the fight? So, fight update. So, Saquon Barkley runs, nice run. Aaron Robinson's in the open field, and Saquon just runs his ass over. And just defenders aren't allowed to tackle guys. Yeah. So it was cool, but it was like I was yelling, like, that's not fair. Like, he's not a, like, the, like Aaron Robinson. And he's right. It isn't fair. If we're not allowed to tackle you guys, you can't just lower your head and just run me over and try to make me look like a fool. Like, come on now. Now you're going to get the defense getting ready to buck, right? That's the way it is. Now, here's what Saquon does. This is what starts. Saquon does something. Now everybody's getting chirpy. Was not allowed to tackle Saquon Barkley. Was it cool in the moment seeing Saquon Barkley run somebody? Yeah, you know, you get excited, but then it's like, oh, you come to reality and be like, that's not fair for defensive players that literally. Yeah, they'll I would get, be they'll get, they'll get reamed out by Brian Dable if they, like, touch offensive players. If yeah. they, like, tackle them to the ground. So I, I would yeah. be pissed if I was in. And then the next three plays, man, they are just chippy, some shoving after play. So here's the deal. They're getting chippy. They're getting shovey. So I got a little bit of a clip to kind of give you. It's a little far, far away, but see if you guys can catch this a little bit. Evan, if you can take that banner down, it'd be good. Oh, there we go. Hey, Crowder and John Feliciano. Now, I'm not against fighting. I'm not against a little bit of pushing and shoving, some swinging, you know, saying kind of get the juices flowing, right? It kind of annies up the, I guess, the, the, the kind of get you motivated, right? Annies up the, uh, the juices. And when things like that happen, it's cool. But y'all are wearing helmets. Y'all are swinging. I, I just don't get it. So listen to this, right? And, you know, we're not allowed to record in 11 on 11 anymore. But there were like two, three plays in a row. So where, I was like, I was where like, they were getting chippy. So I was like, I'm just going to pull out my phone. I'm not going to hold it up. I'm just going to hit record. And if there's a fight, I'm holding it up. I'm not missing a fight video. We're not giving away any schematics. Nope. And it just, everyone knew a fight is happening. And if you go back and watch the video, it's John Feliciano and Tay Crowder. They literally just go head up and just start, not just like pushing, just start swinging on each yep. other, throwing. So the pushing and shoving, it happens, right? But these guys are just throwing fists. So it's craziness, right? Haymakers. So it gets into a big, uh, a big brawl, and then this part, some we didn't see necessarily live, but reports out, and then also pictures coming out of it. So Cam Brown and Tay Crowder are very good friends. So take uh, Cam Brown is pulling John Feliciano out of the pile. And if you haven't seen the picture, the picture is just 
insane. And it looked weird in the moment. Like it, it looked like either John Feliciano just passed out, which that's unlikely. And John Feliciano was just playing along with it in the moment. Like, oh, we're, we're buddy, buddy. I'm going to act like I'm a rag doll. And Dan Duggan on the pod said like, like he's a wounded soldier in battle and you're just dragging him out. Yeah. And then Bobby Johnson comes and shoves Cam Brown. And then after that, John Feliciano is standing up and just takes a, like a full on oh. haymaker at Cam Brown. Cam Brown swings back. So it turned into this big thing. Brian Dable gathered them around, talked a couple to minutes. For, yeah, for a few minutes. Yeah, couldn't hear exactly what they were saying. Hear what they couldn't were hear saying. anything. Yeah, and he wasn't dog cussing and stuff. And then the second team came on, and they, you know, they finished practice uh, near after that. I mean, listen. At the end of the day, listen. Coaches coming in, coaches are shoving. Bobby Johnson coming in and, and pushing players. Yo, what kind of debauchery mess is going on in New Jersey? Because I didn't New York. I didn't Buffalo, New York, baby. That's New Jersey. That's New Jersey shit. Yo, y'all need to get your act together. Now, John Feliciano talking about, oh, thorn in the heel. Boy, you better stop. Take the name of the Buffalo Bills and keep that shit out your mouth. You over there now. Don't worry about us. Worry about what you and that O-line is doing with your running back, with your quarterback, and all that stuff, right? Because it's not looking good for you, my man. You pushing, your O-line coaches getting involved and shoving. It's a a mess. Dable apparently had to call everybody and say, okay, we're done with this crap. Knock it off. And then... It was it. But boy, listen, man, when you when you sitting there with a picture like that, I mean, I don't care what it is. You a grown ass man. You getting yourself dragged like that. <laughs> Yo, that's like you going to you going out with your boys. And there's always one friend in that friend group that just gets sloppy, just gets sloppy for no damn reason. And they want to pick a fight with whoever. Sometimes the bouncer. Right. The bouncers can get a little they can get a little mouthy. And then you start getting mouthy, and then the, the bouncer squares up and drops you. And guess what? You're now in the way. So guess what? They drag your ass out and put you in the street. And that's exactly what that looks like. They dragged his ass out and put him in the street. John Feliciano, I really hope you have a good season, man. But this ain't a good look. <laughs> this ain't a good look, man. But hey, it is what it is. New York Giants, there it is for you, man. By the way, my man Eric Schlau comes in and says, hey, please post this, man. FMKs was Charles Barkley. Hey. Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan is just always with Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan never wants to F with them kids. He just doesn't. That's why it's, it comes. It's they, they work hand in hand. But Charles Barkley is great. He's, he's one of the best, man. Uh, so, yeah, F them kids. If you want your jersey signed, be respectful because they're going to start giving that Charles Barkley, that Michael Jordan treatment. F them kids and F them signatures. So hopefully that doesn't happen. You guys be respectful and we can do that. But anyway. Them Giants, though. <laughs> Funny. Too funny. I had to. I had to. I had to. I had to get that off my chest because that thing is hilarious. But anyway, and by the way, if you guys are tuned in right now, we got 257 people tuned in right now. Drop that like, smash that subscribe, and if you have not hit that notification bell, hit that notification bell and get this things popping right now because big things are happening. My man Renaissance man says, "Yo, he got hit with that Macho Man elbow drop when that listen night night. You don't want that. You don't want that. You know what I'm saying that Hogan leg drop." You don't want that. Once that Hogan leg drop comes on you, it's over with, man. You don't want that. And then you get that Jim Duggan, ho, you don't want that on your ass. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. And that's the that's the New York screensaver. Yo, listen, that, that screensaver is something, man. That's forever, that's forever in the atmosphere. You getting dragged out out of the pile by your mans. That ain't, that ain't a good look, man. Shout out to my man, Silas Widow. What up, Si? Si comes in and says, yo, both the Giants and the Jets are in New Jersey. East Rutherford. <laughs> And and uh, in Florham Park, 
Feliciano should have had that fight against Casey's Chris Jones while he was here. But guess what? Chris Jones was eating his lunch. I mean, they know who to choose to fight with. They know who to choose to fight with. This is what it is, man. My man Jeff King comes in with a, with a chat and comes in, hey, man, listen, fights during football practice with helmets and pads on, it's like getting in a bar fight. You know the shit is getting broken up. You want to be tough, guys? Go out in the parking lot and handle it like men. But they don't even do that, man. They don't do that. Now these days, is you pull out this and pull out that, and it's just it's not it's not what it used to be. And it, it definitely isn't what it used to be. By the way, so we're gonna get into it, man. Uh, we got a lot of bills talk to get into, uh, but I did I did still want to talk on these Patriots before I get into Bills talk. It's not looking good for the Patriots. I don't know if you guys have been reading what's going on with these Patriots, but quarterback Mac Jones had a solid year. Everyone knows he had a solid year, promising career going forward. But fam, I I can't. I I cannot ignore what I'm reading about these Patriots, and it brings me great joy. It brings me great joy because I'm I'm listening to all this Mac Jones chat and all this. I mean, listen, let's let's keep it let's keep it 100, man. What do you expect? What would you guys expect for Josh Allen going into his second year and Coach McDermott not having an offensive corner? It's like him saying, you know what? Leslie Frazier, man, you've been around the league a long time, man. Yo, you know the offensive side of the ball. I've seen you. You know I mean? You you know the stuff. Yo, can you run the offensive side of the ball and defense? I mean, stay more on the offensive side because I'm a defensive-minded coach anyway. So you do that, and we'll let you run with our, our second-year uh, second quarterback. Let's see how that plays out. And you start hearing horrible things. That's what's happening right now in Patriots land. It's not good. And I'll tell you, folks, if you're trying to protect your quarterback, this is not the way to protect your quarterback. You, you let I don't I don't know if you let him go, but, but McDaniels is gone. You didn't get a predecessor for McDaniels. Now you have two coach. You got a special teams coach that failed miserably in New Jersey. And now you have a Patricia that failed miserably in Detroit. And you bring him back to try to protect your quarterback. What? in sam hill is happening with the patriots well we have some news coming out from patriots land and uh let me just cue that up real quick because right now it's not looking good i mean i don't, I don't want to just talk shit i just want to read you what's happening right now the offense is struggling heavily receivers are not getting separation no separation whatsoever defense is mauling the o-line defense is absolutely getting after the Patriots and Mac Jones can't do diddly squat. He can't go downfield because they're locking that ass up. He's dumping off. And if he's dumping off, good luck gaining yards after that because it's not happening. It's not good, folks. It's not good. Um, Mark Daniels tweeted uh, Mac Jones. He Mac Jones said, hey, you have to trust it, man. At the end of the day, we're going to figure it out and make things work. We have good coaches who are laying the path for us, and we just have to see how it how they see it. Come together and dominate together. Shit, you ain't going to dominate anyway. <laughs> dominate together. Dominate what? You're not even dominating your own team right now, and you guys are looking like the worst team in the AFC, and then you want to go up against teams that have improved, like the Jets, like the Dolphins, like the Bills. Boy, you better stop with that mess. Nobody's buying it. Nobody's buying that mess and y'all better fix it because you guys are going to be an utter disappointment and utter embarrassment. And you guys are going to send one of the best coaches in all time history to run with his tail between his legs. And it's not looking good, folks. It's not looking good. I feel bad, man. 
And and Mike Girardi, I mean, and this is this is where it all started, right? Max Jones had some moments of uncertainty a year ago in training camp, but not nearly as many as you would expect for a rookie. This summer, though, far more. Yes, it is early in August. There's time. However, the install started back in the spring, and you'd like to have more comfort and success. We're going into the first week of preseason. This is not in May. We're going into the first week. <laughs> I can't wait to play the Patriots, boy. We waxed them in the preseason. Excuse me. We waxed them at the end of the season. Then we waxed them even harder in the playoffs. Boy, boy, boy. I, the, the fall of the Patriots. You love to see it. You love to see it. Louis Angel says, hey, Patriots camp and Mac Jones situation equals music to my ears. Oh, you best believe it. And I'm petty as ever. I'm petty as ever. I can't wait. When we play the old Patriots, and I get to bring all my Patriots friends on. And I'm going to I'm gonna have a serious conversation with them. <laughs> what the heck is going on over there? What's going on, man? Golly, you don't spend the entire spring and the first two weeks of camp and you're trying to figure out a system? Where's your offensive coordinator? Woo! I'm tired. I'm sorry. You know what? We're done. We're done with around the league. I I've talked enough. I I've gloated enough. I've been petty enough with these guys. We're going to move on to real talk. We're going to get on to Bill's talk. Folks. Buckle up because we have a hell of a season coming our way. And where do we begin? Well, listen, the official depth chart is out. All right. And uh, not too many things are shocking. I mean, if you really look at I, mean, I don't know if I don't know if you guys can see this very, very clearly. If not, don't even stress about it. I'm sure you guys have seen it. Uh, there are a few things that um, that stood out to me. Um, and I think it stood out to you guys. The punter situation. Not that I really care too much about it because we drafted the damn punter. You know he's going to get the position. You just know. You don't keep Matt Hawk and draft a punter and then you just end up cutting the punter. It's just not going to happen. They're trying to make it a thing. It ain't no thing. Matt Arrays is going to get it. And I'm going to bring my man Evan on to kind of give us some, 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 some statistics he took himself in the blue and red game. But we'll get into that in just a moment. But looking at my notes right now, what I wanted to start off with was this, this depth chart. And nothing really stands out craziness right three positions i had to pick if i had to pick three positions let's let's talk about it man we're gonna write into it man the receiver room and right now the receiver room is always the last three years the receiver room has always been a complex who do we keep how many are we keeping but this see this year seems to be a little easier right but there's one there's one one or two names that are kind of throwing a wrench in this whole situation and that is not Isaiah McKenzie because Isaiah McKenzie all offseason long has been proving that he is the man for the job. And it all started against the who? The Patriots. It all started against the Patriots when he just was all over them. Do what he had like 11 receptions over 100 yards. The guy was the player of the game. Player of the game. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. Sometimes it just takes a little it just takes one game one play to really ignite something now let's go back when isaiah mckenzie was acquired from the denver broncos when he was released i think he, i can't remember how we ended up getting it but we got him from denver broncos i can't i can't recall our offense was lackadaisical it was just nobody could get separation it's just it wasn't a good offense right we had potential but it wasn't a good offense. But when, when Isaiah McKenzie came to this offense, if you guys remember, Isaiah McKenzie was really doing it. He was, he was a spark. 
he was he was giving us life on this offense. If you guys remember this, man, and I was like, man, like this is what we needed. We needed guys some that somebody that can get you separation, that can give you some excitement. And here we are. This is what year three for Isaiah McKenzie, year four, excuse me. And dude, the dude is has earned his way. He has earned his way to get that starting rep. And right now it's received. He's received a three. And you can't, nobody can tell me that, oh man, he didn't, he deserves every little bit of it. But here is where there is an issue. Jameson Crowder. Nobody should sleep on Jameson Crowder. And I don't think we should assume also that Jameson Crowder is all of a sudden out of it because pads are on. Yes. But once you, once the live bullets start coming, we're, we're really going to find out what's going on, but he's still behind the eight ball. Because the time that he's had off with these soft tissue injuries has allowed McKenzie to propel himself into a strong starting third receiver. That's, I mean, a lot of people want to say it's penciled in. I might, I might be confident enough to say that that's pen. He's penned in. So now, how much are they going to split time? I can't see Jameson Crowder being released. It'd be difficult for me to see that. And if it does happen, that's the nature of the business. But I can see, I don't, I can't, and I, but I also can't see. Isaiah McKenzie getting all the reps that Cole Beasley got last year. I think this is where they keep both these players, Jameson Crowder and Isaiah McKenzie, and they'll split time. I think they'll split time. I think there's two great talents, two different types of talent. Um, and I think that we'll use both these individuals accordingly. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. So you got Isaiah McKenzie as receiver three. You got Jameson Crowder receiver four. Khalil Shakir receiver five. You got Diggs and Davis. You know what I'm saying? Those are your five receivers. Receiver six. Now here's where it gets tricky. You got Kumro. Mark Marquez Stevenson is hurt. He's going to be out for a little bit. You got Tavon Austin. So, and, and here's the thing. Here's a name that I've been, I've been saying that, man, I just don't see where he's making a roster spot. But here comes Isaiah Hodgins. Isaiah Hodgins is going to make it extremely difficult for this management team. What do you do with Isaiah Hodges? Because you let him go. The way he's been playing this camp, he's going to get scooped up. And you do not want him to go to somewhere in the AFC East. You don't. But you also want to keep him because this might be the guy that you need. You let him go and he flourishes somewhere else. You don't want that. I know we have depth on this team, but you can always have more. You can always have more. So Kumro, special teams player. What do you do with that? But we're loaded with special teams players. So are we are we gonna hold on to Kumro? Is it gonna be that? Is it gonna be that type of game? It's gonna be very interesting to see what we do with the receiver six. And it's always the same damn thing. Then you got Tavon Austin. I've been fighting for Tavon Austin to make this squad, and the only way he's gonna make this squad would be as a return man, which would then slot him into receiver six. So is he going to be the punt returner? Dog 26 says, yo, Crowder is official, man. He brings a lot to the table. I agree with you. That's why I feel I don't think we're going to get we're going to move on from him. I think it's going to be a split time. It's going to be we do a, a running back by committee. Guess what? It's going to be slot by committee. It's going to be Isaiah McKenzie and Crowder. And I, you can't go wrong with that. You cannot go wrong with that. I feel that, that that would be the most optimal thing to do. Get your talent on the field and use them. Get them both on the field, man. Go five wide and put all these suckers on the field, man. Let's do it, right? Who are you going to? And you have a quarterback that will straight run your ass over. So pick your poison. By the way, 
Eric Slaw just picked his poison by giving me a super chat. I appreciate that, my G. He says, Jameson Crowder is still that dude. You damn right he is. We've seen it firsthand. And Tremaine Edmonds looks like the predator. Well, I mean, she, we knew that, my guy. We knew that. But this receiving, this receiver room is going to be quite uh, a fun challenge. I'm going to tell you that right now. So how are they going to divvy this up? Preseason is going to determine a lot of this. What made things easier is the, and it, and it sucks for me to say this, but the injury to Mark West Stevenson, that that kind of opened things up a little bit. I mean, I don't want to add another name into this whole situation, but Tanner Gentry might be coming in and sneaking in somehow, some way, but that's a long shot. But I also thought that Isaiah Hodges making this team would be a long shot. So we will see how this shapes out. Receiver six, is he going to be a punt return? Are they just going to say, you know what, James Cook, you man the rece- you man the kick return position. We're going to keep Isaiah Hodges as receiver six. We just don't want to lose him. We will see. It's going to be a tough one. Pay attention to that position group. Pay attention. Here's another one. Defensive line. Defensive line is going to be a tough one. How many are we keeping? It's always it's always tough, folks. Right? AJ Epinesa has been making a little bit of noise. Maybe he puts it together this year. Boogie Basham. Are, are, we, are we confident enough in Boogie Basham? Right? Shaq Lawson. Have you guys been hearing anything about Shaq Lawson? I'm not saying that he's he's a lock because he certainly is not. And I did I believed he I don't think he was a lock to begin with. It's just there's too much depth. There's too much depth. I, I just I, I it's gonna be tough. So position group to pay attention to is the defense, excuse me, the defensive ends. Shaq Lawson, AJ Panessa. I mean, you already know Greg Rousseau, you know what I'm saying? He's gonna be ready to go. Von Miller's already up in his ear. So let's pay attention to the defensive, the defensive end. And furthermore, defensive tackle. We might be set with defensive tackle, but we'll see how that plays out. But that this, there's going to be a cut somewhere along the lines that we're going to be like, damn, I didn't see that one coming. But I understand it. And the one that makes the most sense for you to kind of to let go of, based on what I've been reading in camp, productivity-wise, and straight up, age. Age, sometimes ain't nothing but number. But it means something in the NFL. And if you're if you're young enough, that tells me that I've got enough juice that that I can you can keep learning and keep growing. When you guys are getting a little older, I mean, shoot, man, you can't do the same things you used to do when you were 24, 25 years of age. It's just the facts. It's just the facts. You feel me? So shout out to the defensive line uh, battle that's going to be happening because it's going to be crazy. And the next one that comes up to me that a position group to pay attention to is the cornerback group. And that, my friends, I've said this before. I'm gonna say it again. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried per se, but there's a little bit of concern. There's a little bit of concern. Now, iron does sharpen iron, yes. But there comes a time where I mean, I think the the iron on the offensive side of it's just too damn strong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like we we're not even sharpening the other one. We're just we're just. We're, we're, we're just tearing them up. And the offensive side of the ball, the receivers on the offensive side is just too damn much for our corners. And I'm kind of concerned. And we drafted Kyir Elam with the first freaking pick in the first round. Excuse me, the first round, not first pick, first round. And when you draft someone in the first round, that's a pillar to your team. That's always been my mindset when you draft someone in the first round, they're a pillar to build your team. 
And right now, yes, he's a rookie, but I am still concerned because right now, sixth round pick Christian Benford has started to get first team reps. Not that he shouldn't, but my goodness, you've got to pay attention to that. That is not per se cause for concern because it's a good and bad thing. Because Kyrie Ehlers should be head and shoulders the guy to take over because we drafted you in the first round. You know, first round talent. We felt good enough that we traded up to get you. But I do see some chance. I, I do see some, some things that I'm like, mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So I'm telling you, folks, I'm, I'm paying attention closely. I'm paying attention closely, but I do love hearing that Christian Benford don't, doesn't give a damn where he got drafted. He is holding his own. And, 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 and the team is confident enough in him to give him first-team reps. Now, defensive side of the ball, D-line, you know there's going to be rotation at all times. There's going to be rotation. Keep these guys fresh. They're rushing the passer. Cornerback, if you see your sixth-round draft pick get in there, you know what I'm saying? And sharing time with your first-round draft pick. Mm, very interesting. Now, it's early, and, I'm, and I'm, I might be jumping the gun here, but I'm still my, I'm, I'm side-eyeing right now. I'm side-eyeing. I'm like, mm, I'm paying attention. I'm paying close attention to see how this plays out. Now, this team is damn good. This team is damn good, so I, I can't even front, man. Like, covering Stefan Days and Gabriel Davis, the way Gabriel Davis has been doing his thing, it's, it's a tall task. So, hopefully... You, whatever you guys are taking from these two gentlemen that are cooking your asses in practice, you bring it to preseason and you show us a little something. But we're going to be paying attention. I promise you that we're going to be paying attention. So those are the three positions that I'll be looking at, man. So D-line, the receiver room, and the cornerback room is, is craziness, man. I mean, shoot. This team is, I just feel like it's destined for, for good things. And it's destined for good things, man. Uh, I do want to play something. I just want to take a little break. To play you a little something because uh, we do, we have fun, right? We have fun and a lot of fun during the season is watching our team dominate, watching our team kick ass, you know what I'm saying? But during that time, you have fantasy players that you're wondering, are they going to perform? What are they going to do? So the one thing that I'm big on is fantasy football. And the one thing that we are affiliated to is dynasty. And folks, if you're not if you're not aware of Dynasty, if you haven't jumped on Dynasty, I think it's something that you guys should definitely look into. And our guys, Zbot, Pierre, are all part of this Dynasty, and they're loving every bit of it. And if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, folks, let me give you a little something right here. Dynasty owner is the best way to play fantasy football. Get inside the mind of an NFL GM as you use real NFL markets and off-season moves to make your Dynasty Owner team the best in the league. Download the Dynasty Owner app on the App Store or Google Play today. You've never experienced fantasy football quite like this. Jump in there. If you haven't, and it's it's a lot of fun, I think I might join next year because I'm already part of a league right now. But I might, I think I might just join because I feel like I, I'm nice enough to to get my my game in there. So uh, we'll jump in there and let's 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 win some games this year, man. There's a lot of Bills players that you guys might want to put on your squad. Just don't be too homerish like me. I I tend to get a little too much, so I got to temper myself this year. By the way, shout out to my man Brew Crew Fishing with a super chat. I appreciate you, my G. He says, hey, some shocking cuts we made. And it's not going to be easy to swallow. 
That's what she said. Just hope they're the correct choices. Well, this is why Bean McDermott get paid the big bucks, man. They get paid the big bucks because they got to make the tough decisions. And it takes the head coaches, it takes the position coaches to truly see what is good. And don't forget, man, these the guys that have brought these, they scouted these guys. I mean, you got to see if these, your reports that you that you gave to the team are correct. And hopefully they nail what exactly what they need to nail and they don't let the wrong person go and they flourish somewhere else. So I'm definitely paying attention to that for sure. But man, oh man, it's going to be tough for them to make some cuts. But there's some cuts that we both know. I mean, we're going to talk about it some more like, Two weeks from now, three weeks from now, it's going to start to materialize on their own. You just know what's going to happen. Someone's going to perform. Someone's not going to perform. And then we're going to go from there. My man, Seth, came up with a, with a question. He said, is Elam another bad pick for the Bills? Um, way too soon to tell. Way too soon to tell. I'm just I'm just kind of showing my concern, man, because I want to see. I want to hear like, you know, what I mean, he's locking dudes up. He's dudes. He's dead. I have not really read anything where he man, Kyrie Elam killed it today. He that was that dude. You could tell why we drafted him with the first round pick. I have not read anything of that sort. What I have read is he still got time. He still got things to do, and which is fine. That's 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 what a rookie's supposed to do. I get that part. But my goodness, I'm I'm, I'm saying, man, we got a lot of good receivers coming our way, especially week one. And if Stafford is ready to go, whoo, and Tyrod, and excuse me, and Tremaine at Tremaine, you got me saying Tremaine Edwards, Trey White is not ready to go. Whew, it's going to be tough, man. It is going to be tough. We're going to see how this plays out, man, for real. But uh, so uh, the Jeff chart is, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, it, the, the things that we saw is pretty much standard. Um, it's going to start shaking things up a little bit once we get into week one, week two preseason. And then we'll go from there. Um, a little something fun for you guys to see. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw it today, but uh, uh, there was a little fun stuff going on today in camp. Uh, Case Keenum decided to disguise himself um and and play pranks on these players if you haven't seen i'm going to show you a little something here but there's something that that i i noticed i caught from this and we'll talk about it right after this check this out case Keenum here most days i'm uh josh allen's backup nobody knows who i am it's great so i'm going to see today how many autographs i can get from my teammates hey isaiah man hey isaiah man can i get your autograph man i've been a big fan of yours man ever since you was in college man <laughs> I, said, I can't really read that. Will you do that one? Will you do it one more time for me, man? It's kind of hard to read. Is this case? <laughs> I already got you once. I was about to get you twice. Finish for me, man. Oh, yeah, I'm your you. biggest fan, man. Let's go. Yeah, ever since you was in college, you went. Where'd you go to college, man? Where'd you go to college, man? Uh, Hotty Toddy University. You a Hotty Toddy? Yeah, sure. What's was. a Hotty Toddy, man? It's a little better than a Cougar. A little better than a Cougar. <laughs> A little better than a good <laughs> yeah, hey, can I get your autograph, man? Can I get your autograph? Hey, man, you're my favorite player, man. Who's your favorite backup quarterback? Okay, I'll see you later, man. Good look out there, man. That was good, that was good job. What do you think of the defense this year, man? It's going to be great. What about uh, the the, uh, the backup holder position for the kickers? How are they doing? They're going to be great, too. They're going to be great? <laughs> hey, Brandon Bean, man, will you get my, can I get your autograph there, man? How you doing, buddy? Almost. <laughs> 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 Love you, man. She's using college over there in Temple, man. Thank you, brother. Now I'll be looking good this year, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got you, man. Josh! Hey, Isaiah, man, can I get you out of that, man? Please, man. Uh, who's your favorite backup quarterback besides uh, besides Josh? <laughs> hey, Josh, man, you're my favorite player, man. You're my favorite player, man. I love you, Josh. <laughs> Now tell me, tell me that's not cool. Tell me that's not cool, man. But one thing I did notice about when uh, Case Keenan was going to these players, like when you're so busy, you're sitting there grabbing stuff, and you're like, yeah, 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 where, where's that, where's that pen? I'm gonna. You're not even looking at who you're just signing, and and but these players actually took the time to like grab and look at who they're they're signing it to, and then signing. I th- it, it's all the little things, right? Because they easily could sign that and keep going, right? But they really took the time to kind of look at the player. Like, Deion Dawkins did it, right? Gabe Davis was about the kind of stuff. And he wait, wait a minute. It's me. I got a tap on my butt. Let me, let me look at what's going on. Brandon Bean grabbed it. He, he got turned around. He looked at, like, it wasn't just like, I'm on. I'm moving on to the next, right? These guys actually took the time to really look. And if you guys have been a witness to... These players, when they're around and signing signatures, they have meaningful conversations with you, right? They're looking you right in your face. Eye contact is everything, right? It shows that my undivided attention is on you right this second. I, I picked that up. I, I mean, I, I pay attention to those things, and I thought that was super dope. So salute to the Bills, the culture they're, they're, they're building around this team, man. Case Keenum just got to the squad. And look at this guy. He's already getting into it. So this is great. These are the t- these are the type of things that you want to see with your team. And these are the type of things that bring the team together, right? And there's such good chemistry that it's undeniable. I mean, we saw it last year, right? We got the right pieces now, man. We can put things together. Boy, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, man. We're going to listen. You're going to have to bring my black ass to Buffalo so we can do this parade just right. So do me that favor and smash that like. We got 317 people watching right now. Let's go. So, folks, let's talk about this OBJ business, man. We got to get to it. Is OBJ coming to Buffalo? Von Miller is campaigning. He's endorsing it. What's really good? And a lot of folks might feel like, man, OBJ ain't the same player. OBJ is going on two knees that have been, you know what I'm saying? It's just not the same. We already got enough players on this team. There's not enough footballs to go around. Listen, at the end of the day, Talent is talent. Talent is talent. Well, you're going to take away reps from Stefan Diggs. You're going to take away reps from. Do you see the Tampa Bay Bucks worried about reps being taken away from Godwin when he Godwin comes back? Reps being taken away from Evans? I, I didn't think so. I don't think they're worried about that. They just want talent on the squad because things happen. Not only that. There might be packages for certain players. And what did Von Miller do for the Rams? When he, had, when he came to the Rams, he gave them that extra boost. What did OBJ do for the Rams? He gave them an extra boost. If not for OBJ, maybe the Rams are not even sitting here with a damn Super Bowl with a wonderful ring. So my question to you, could we, could we, could he be a fit for the Bills? Could he be a fit? And I can make a case for him being a fit. And here's the deal. 
when you have someone that's gone through, and I, I, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring my man Evan. Evan, you ready to come on? Because I want your, I want your take on this. You ready to come on? Give me the theme of your thumbs up, man. Get your hair ready. Get your red. Get your hair ready. Is it ready? All right, here we go. Evan was. I just had to make sure my man Evan got his hair ready. So, F, we talking OBJ, baby, and OBJ to the Bills has. I'm not saying it's heating up because I mean a lot of this is is just speculation. Sometimes a lot of this, and this is just my own opinion. A lot of this is just, you know, what I mean, that's my man, that's my buddy. I'll give you an example. All right, we'll take that. We'll take that banner down. So we'll give you an example. So uh, if Evan's been out of the game for a bit, he hasn't been podcasting in a long time, and he's like, "Man, I'm I'm hungry to get back into podcasting, man." You know what I would do? Because that's my boy. I'm like, "Yo, Ev, yo, you join? You you coming through? You 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 joining the the Rico Report?" And everybody's like, "Yo, shit, Ev's coming to the Rico Report." It may not be happening. It may just to get Ev his juices flowing and get everybody talking about it. So when Evan is ready, yo, somebody's ready to, you know what I'm saying, jump on it and, and do that. So OBJ, it might be just to get enough buzz, keep his name in in the area, in the in the air, right? So they can so he can jump on a squad. But we're talking about the Buffalo Bills. How can we make him fit with the bills and can you see it happening now before you answer that ev i'm gonna i'm gonna jump on the super chat by my man pvc fam he goes hey we're not as stacked at receiver as possible first year gabe was a true number two mckenzie is slot really and one guy goes down and we get real thin why not sign him and this is what i'm talking about right you can never have too much talent and here's the deal it's not like he's available right now he's not going to be available until what i think he got hurt in february the word is uh, November, December. Yeah, they're saying about mid-November is when Odell Beckham Jr. will be back. There you have it. So, Evan, talk to me here, man. I want you to be part of Bills Mafia because you've been reading what Bills Mafia is saying. What have you been hearing what Bills Mafia say when it comes to OBJ potential? We're not even – it's just speculation. It's between two players. Nobody's really talking about it. Is it a good fit? Of course it is. You got the, one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Of course you want to go to that. So, your thoughts. What First, what have you been hearing from people? And give me your thoughts on OBJ, potentially his fit with the Bills. Yeah, so just, you know, hearing around Bills Mafia, whether that's on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, anywhere, or in person in general, every every time the topic of Odell Beckham Jr. coming to Buffalo is brought up, they're kind of like, they're kind of torn. Because you think of the player that OBJ is, you always think of that stretch from 2014 to 2016. Uh, a top three receiver in his prime, just dominant, was just probably had the best three-year stretch of a receiver within the last decade. Odell Beckham Jr. was right out the gates, red hot, one of the best ways to start his NFL career. The guy the guy was just outstanding. Uh, but then, you know, he has a few years where he's getting injured. He's off the field. People are considering considering him a diva, uh, an off-the-field issue, or whatever. Like, they just not a, a, a good fit for certain teams, you know, whether that was in Cleveland. But then, you know, he goes to the Rams, and, you know, he kind of finds himself. Right, Odo Beckham Jr. goes to the Rams and he finds himself and he starts, you know, doing really well. He had about five touchdowns in the regular season uh, in an eight game stretch. And then he gets to the playoffs. He had a hundred uh, yard performance in the NFC championship and in the Super Bowl. If that guy didn't get injured, he probably could have made a case for winning the Super Bowl MVP. He he was about that. He was going to do that. He was having a phenomenal performance in the, the Super Bowl. And, you know, that's the type of thing. You know, there's a lot of Bills fans that are having that that, that type of, like, 50-50 topic. They're like, if we bring him in, will he take targets away from Gabe, Stefan, Isaiah? He'll push a guy like 
uh, Gabe Davis down the depth chart. People are worried that he might get injured. But then there's the other side of the, the conversation that's like, this guy's super talented. I think he'll fit in. You can never have enough receivers. What if what if a guy goes down? If a guy does go down, we don't have a guy like Odell Beckham. You know, our 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 depth chart's kind of thin. And I, I'm like, I'm kind of on that side where you know I want to bring in a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. because if he's ready by the mid November point, you'll have just another player to mess around with on the offensive side of the ball, and defenses are going to have to game plan for that. You damn right. Imagine just imagine lining up five wide with Diggs, Beckham, Davis, Knox, and James Cook. Like, how is a defense supposed to, you know, game plan for that? And I get it. Like, yes, he'll probably take a few touches here and there away from Gabe Davis. Obviously, that's just going to happen. But the Bills are looking to get into a point to get to the Super Bowl. You know, we're at that point where we have all our chips, you know, kind of pushed into the table, and we want to cash in. Why not bring in a guy like Odell Beckham Jr., who has, you know, the chemistry with a guy like Von Miller. He's basically best friends with him off the field. You see Mm -hmm. it all the time. These guys are always hanging out, uh, always going back with each other on social media. I mean, Von Miller is basically kind of recruiting uh, Odell Beckham to the the Bills, and I'm all for it. At first, I wasn't all for it just because, again, like, Bills fans are torn 50-50 on it. So I want you to touch on this. You said Justin Reifley said – Two torn ACLs, not. Nah, I'll pass on that. So you mentioned something earlier today, pre-production, and we were talking about two, and that's what I brought up, two a, two knee surgeries. It'll have people kind of saying, mm, I'm not sure about that. So let's, let's talk about what you mentioned to me in pre-production. Yeah, so in the pre-production, you know, just going through Twitter over the past couple of days, just because the whole thing with Odell Beckham to the Bills has been such a big conversation. Someone mentioned that with the new surgery that Odell Beckham got on his knee, it actually fixed a previous in, uh, surgery that was bad that he got about a year and a half ago. Yep. So that, that was big to me um, because everyone knew that, you know, once he got that second, that second ACL knee injury, it just wasn't good. It just wasn't good. But then you kind of look into the deeper side of it and then you figure out, okay, this surgery is going to actually make up for the previously bad surgery that took place on his first, uh, on the, on the first go around with the knee. So I, I think, I think that's something to look at positively. And I think it's a good look. I think it's a great look too. Um, and it, you just never know what can happen. Now, John Henry makes a point and I, and I've heard this, I've read this before, right? It really goes away from the way things are done by the bills, by the bills. We bring, uh, we do bring a, in a name player here and there, but we're not the Rams, but here's one thing that I do know that Bean is accustomed to doing. And and this is a uh, I was reading an article I was reading an article and this is I was telling uh, I was telling my man uh, Evan about this uh, Bill Parcells and I'm not going to speak on it too much uh, this week it's going to be it's going to be more for Friday show but this is apropos to what that uh, comment from John my man John Herring said right I'm going to leave the comment up there right it goes against what the Bills do right? bringing a name here and there it's cool but we're not the Rams we don't just bring everybody and pay anybody and all that good stuff now hear me out when I say this Bill Parcells uh, his the way he structures his roster, right? And uh, and I'm gonna look if he had a key. He, he had a key name for it. All right. The I think he's called the the look look and see. I think it's called the look and see. But anyway, I bring this up for a reason, right? Let me take this down now. Sometimes you have to look and see what's out there, and Bean is is accustomed to that, right? Guys that were drafted quite high years back for some reason didn't work out. They had a major injury, whatever the case is. We've had that on our team before. I mean, case in point, 
Von Miller, right? Von Miller was a high draft pick. It was tied to the Bills long ago before Young Bean, and we were able to, to bring him out. How many times have we brought guys that were big names before and they and we brought him in on the, on the cheap, but they still had talent, right? So this is right up Bean's alley, truly. So it wouldn't shock me at all to see a, a kick the can, if you will, down the road and say, okay, let me see what, what's up with my man, um, OBJ. Did he heal? Is he healed right? Let's bring him in for a workout, see what's up. Oh, shoot, he's looking really damn good. You know what? Let me give you a cheap-ass deal. You know Bean is a wizard. He ain't just going to pay anybody any type of money until he really kind of dissects what you are going to bring to the table. And if we and the, and the crazy thing is we're looking for closers. We're looking for closers. We're looking for guys that have experience, right? So what do we do? We go and bring Von Miller. If Von Miller is ringing the bell for OBJ, there's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. You feel me? So if we can kick the can down the road and say, hey, let me bring you in and see what you got, and, and we can bring him on the squad, how does that, how does that hurt us, right? Yeah, let me give you a scenario. Diggs is where Diggs is. Davis slides into the slot for a few plays here and there. OBJ's on the wide side, vice versa. You can even throw Diggs in the slot too. You to put Diggs in the slot. I don't care what you do. You can move things around. And the way that that this offense works is you will never just be one position. You're never just the X. You're not just the Y. You're going to be moving from right all over the place. So why not? Why not bring him in? I mean, we brought in a freaking running back that is a wonderful receiver. Listen, you're going to have to stop us. And by any means necessary, we need to win this damn championship. So why not? Now, is it going to be a good fit? That's the main question. And my answer to that is yes. The culture will change anybody. I don't care who you are. You could be the most troublesome person. It's like, I mean, who uh, Richie Incognito, known as a troublemaker, this, that, and the third. He comes to Buffalo. You don't hear a peep from him. Just a just a workhorse. Just does what he's supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? So I I'm at, not at all worried about anybody coming to Buffalo because I think they'll they'll be just fine. So an OBJ coming, you're playing with. First of all, you're playing with Josh Allen. You know what I'm saying? Josh Allen is a is a vet now. He's no second year player. He's a vet. You know what I'm saying? You have a very headstrong head coach. You know what I'm saying? That he's disciplined. Listen, let's not let's not overthink things like this. When you have talented players that can come to your squad. You bring him to the squad. And that's just the way I look at it. Now, if it's just not working and, and we just happen to be just rolling with who we have, then so be it. But you can't never you can never say no to talent. You can't say no to talent, man. If you're talented, you're talented. And that's just that's just what it is, man. Uh and that's and that's the way I look at it. But OBJ uh to me is a good fit. Ev, you think it's a good fit as well? I, th- I think it's a great fit. Um, not only does Odell Beckham Jr., if he comes here, he gets to play with one of his best friends in Von Miller. You know, that's always a plus. But at the end of the day, you're going you're gonna to come here, play with a guy like Josh Allen, get coached by a guy like Sean McDermott, you know, be under a GM like Brandon Bean. Just the culture and just everything that, you know, those guys have built over the last four to five years is just so structurally sound that e- let's let's even say that a guy like OBJ has a little little drama in him here and there. Yeah, I don't think that's enough that's going to, like, throw throw the Bills off course or anything. There's, you know, go off the side of the road. Like, I don't think that's going to mess any of – any other pass up going, you know, going to the Super Bowl or potentially for a Super Bowl uh, run. I, I think it's going to be a good fit. I mean, you, you need talent to win games. You're right. You do. And, the, and, and listen, the way these, these pass rushers are coming in and the teams that we're going to be playing uh, down the stretch. Listen, look at the receiving core over in, in Cincinnati. That that's one of the best in the game. That's one of the best in the game. man. so, I mean, I'm not saying that we don't have a very good receiving core because we do. But my goodness, man, 
you got T Higgins over there. You got Jamar Chase, uh, and you got uh, Tyler um, Tyler Boyd. Is it Boyd? That's all. That's out there. Yeah, Tyler Boyd. Yeah, Tyler Boyd. So I mean, and dude, man, like you can't go wrong. And they just they just shored up their O line. You got you got Mixon running the football, and Joe Burrow is doing his thing. Listen, we've we're gonna be competing with those the teams of those likes, right? And uh, and listen, Cincinnati. Where did they go? They went right to the Super Bowl. So we gotta we gotta be hitting on all cylinders. And if we can add any weapons to the squad, you do it. And you don't even look back. You just freaking do it. Um, I do have a question for you, though, F, because you were at the red and blue game. We're going to switch gears here. We were, you were at the red and blue game. It's not a sexy position group to talk about. It isn't. Uh, but I know some people that try to make it a sexy position. And we're talking about the kickers and punters. The kickers and punters, right? And uh, you have a little something to share with us when it comes to the competition between Matt Hawk and Matt Ariza. So talk to me about these two gentlemen going at it back and forth. What are we looking at here? Yeah, so, you know, while I was at the blue versus red scrimmage, I just thought, hey, let me let me just clock the hang time on some of these. Yo, you clocking hang time now? Let's go, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the hang time on the punts. Um, th these aren't pinpoint accurate on the dot, but it's about in the in the, in the certain range. But so I'm, I'm going to start with the best, right? Matt Ariza had a punt that was 4.71 seconds in the air. That, that, that was the second yeah, best punt. Okay. That was his second best punt of the day for hang time wise. And the average hang time for a punt is about 4.4 seconds. So a 4.71 punt, yeah, is 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 really exceptional. And then he had another one later in 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 the day where it was 4.76. Yeah. So you had some of those. He did have some ones where he was just under four, like 3.97, 3.86, and three point um 63 so a little a little shaky on the consistency but nonetheless you see him progressing working through his hang time now now matt hawk for the most part really stayed consistent with his hang time now both of them did have bad punts there was points in times where they both just had terrible punting pun, uh, punting performances uh but matt hawk for the most part stayed around 4.1 uh his right. best was 4.4 Okay. Around 4.4. So that was his best punt of the day for hang time wise. Yep. But again, at the end of the day, you're really, you're really just kind of waiting to see these guys in game action. You can only do so much uh, from a viewer's perspective, viewer's perspective in practice. Um, just because uh, they don't really punt during the actual practice. They're on the other side of the field. at St. John Fisher uh, doing that. And again, you mentioned it's not a sexy position. I'm not, it's not a sexy know, trying to watch the punters. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to watch the punters the entire practice, but nonetheless, you know, it's kind of an even split battle right now. But since we're on the topic of punters, I'll also mentioned that Matt Ariza held pretty well uh, for Tyler Bass taking kicks. Nice. Uh, he, Tyler Bass made an extra point, and I believe two field goals, which one was over 50 yards as well, that Matt Ariza was holding on. Because I think that going through the preseason and through practice, they aren't going to have Matt Hawk hold for. Uh, Tyler Bass as much just because you know they're very familiar with that they can practice on that they had a whole season with that I think they just want to get as many reps for a guy like Matt Ariza because you, you you mentioned that how you spend draft capital on a punter you want to see what he can do and you're not going to keep a guy like Matt Hawk over a guy you spent draft capital on so I think you it's gonna be very interesting not. what's going to be going on in preseason Let, let's be real man like you drafted the damn punter in the fifth round Fifth freaking round, and you're gonna keep Matt Hawk that you restructured his contract so that if you decide to cut him, I believe the dead cap is zero. You can just get rid of him, just just cutting him, and he's and he's out of here. So like, really, 
like stop fooling everybody thinking that this is some damn competition because it's not you know what i'm saying oh, oh we're just gonna you guys already know this already so we're just gonna get this guy to to hold the kicks and all that stuff yo they're just yo stop playing man if i was mad hack i would have said yo just release me already yo we already the writing was on the wall the minute i heard uh punk god is coming to buffalo i should have been my suitcase is packed right now i'm just waiting for y'all to say hey man it's been real but you know what injuries happen you don't wish that on anybody so uh we'll see but i will give some flowers to matt hawk matt hawk is known there you go ronald wriggler hack can hang him high for 20 yards and that's the thing matt hack is known matt hawk excuse me is known for hang time known for hang time but problem is my man has some atrocious punts last year where you're like dude what the heck was that 12 yard punt are you kidding me yo i wanted to i said yo put that kid give me somebody out you feel me but here we are, man. We're we're in a situation that we got we got special teams that's that's helped us along the way. Tyler Bass was absolutely money. So if Matt Ariza can come in and do what he's supposed to do and and hold them freaking balls, hold them balls, boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And let my man handle his business, then we straight. But Matt Ariza's got a job. He's got a big job to do, man. You got a big job. You know what I'm saying? Your job is to you know we say big punts. You know what I mean? Hang them things, and then let these guys go after the football. Go after these guys and. Pin them right back deep. And that's why we brought you to Buffalo. There's big wins. But we just don't, we can't just have you having big boom because we had Boho doing that. Boho had a big leg and all he could do was punt it through the end zone. We're like, dude, that's not what we want. We want a little accuracy. We want a little bit of, of, of corner coffin punting. You feel me? So Matt Ariza, that's where he's got to make, uh, that's how he's got to make this squad, right? We know you got the leg, but can you control it? Can you control yeah. it? And that's where a guy like Matt Hawk, has a little more love his way because he can control the problem is he doesn't have the leg that matter has and he didn't get drafted so we'll see how that plays out man i mean i can't believe we had spent so much time talking about damn punters but i, I have i have one more thing for the punter though what's up i man? know you say it's not a sexy position but man it's not it's you know it's trying about. to make it's, you think it's, it's a sexy position because it's not it's interesting rico it's interesting to talk about when you bring him up toward going towards the first first preseason game talk to me. i just about an interesting thing like the other day Matt Ariza had a punt. It was about 70 to 75 yards, right? And then I think it's interesting. Let's let's say Matt Ariza isn't ready to hold by week one, but you want to keep him over a guy like Matt Hawk. Okay. Do you do you throw one of the quarterbacks back there as a holder? Matt Barkley or Case Keenum? Because like they used to hold just a few years ago. You're gonna give a roster to three quarterbacks? No, I'm saying I'm saying you have your backup quarterback hold on a, an extra point field goal. See, I, I know that used to do that. It was a thing, but like you you get a bad nick on your backup quarterback, bad snap, whatever the case is. He goes to try to pick it up. They pile on his ass, and there goes your backup quarterback. And now if something happens to your starting quarterback, you are you're looking like well, who was that team that had no quarterback? Was it Denver? Yes, yeah. it was because they got COVID. Right, that COVID year where they had nobody, they had a freaking I don't know who it was, was uh, Kendall receiver. Hilton, Kendall Hilton, Hel Hilton Kendall played Hilton quarterback. Sure, yeah, for crying out, he last time he played quarterback was in high school or something stupid. So listen, I I, I think it used to be the case where you put your backup. Now they're like, no, 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 put the special teamers in there and call it a day. Now, real question is, do you keep two punters on the squad, and where are you trying to now release someone? And that's the real question because I remember at one point we had two kickers on the squad. We had uh, didn't we have Money Hauschka or was it the kicker before that? It was, was um, it? I think it was Scott it was Chandler before and that. Jordan Gay. Uh, it was who? Or not Scott Chandler, Dan Carpenter and Jordan Gay. 
That's right. And Carpenter. It was the one before that. So we had, it's not foreign for us to have two kickers on the squad. It's been done before. So I would not be shocked or surprised if we were to do that again. Again, Evan, you have me spending way too much damn time talking on damn punters and you're trying to act like it's sexy because it's not. There's nothing sexy about no damn kickers. Get out of here with that. Uh, I respect them, but ain't nothing sexy about that. Now, a, a long snapper, that's a whole different ballgame. That's a whole different ballgame. There's a lot of art in that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> folks, we're uh, a mi- an hour and 11 minutes in. I, I, If we have missed questions, concerns, whatever the case is, please do bring them forward. If there's something that I haven't touched on, let's talk about it. Um, I do want to talk about one, posi- one position group, one specific player, and that is Zach Moss. I am extremely... Um, thrilled to hear that Zach Moss is is fighting to stay on this squad because if in fact Zach Moss becomes the player we thought he'd be, he becomes the player we thought he'd be in year one, year two, right? Coming out of Utah, boy, do we have a hell of a backfield with Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and James Cook. Boy, oh boy, that's going to be something. And I'm glad that it's just not a, a one race where it's just Singletary and, and Moss, excuse me, Singletary and James Cook. And that's that. I'm actually really glad that this is this is actually um, Zach Moss is putting their, their front foot forward. Now, here's a scenario that I started thinking out loud, right? I was actually thinking in my head. I was driving. This is what sickens me, by the way. I'm driving. And these these things pop into I, I don't know if it's because you're a content creator and you're constantly thinking of what to talk about or you're constantly thinking about the team. But I'm thinking to myself, hold on a second. I'm and, and I'm going to be paying attention very closely to the running backs and how they how they divvy up the carries. Because if you remember when we had Sammy Watkins on the squad, we were showcasing Sammy Watkins and we had McDermott and we had Brandon Bean. We have both those guys, and we were showcasing Sammy Watkins heavily, right? He was getting he was getting touches, he was getting reps, and in the whole time we were ready to ship his ass. Could it be that we we the the person that we start showcasing a lot is Zach Moss, in or and, and just in order to ship him off somewhere? I really hope that's not the case, but I can't put anything, uh, I can't put anything past this organization because it's just what it is sometimes, man. It's a business, and they'll do what they need to do. Um, Evan, is could you see that as being a possibility where he is now, uh, if he has a strong preseason, and they showcase him a lot, they're giving him 10 carries, 15 carries in preseason, I'm going to be wondering about that. Holy crap, okay, a team needs a running back. Shoot, let me get Zach Moss, because that was the guy that I wanted to draft. The Bills drafted him ahead of me, and he's available? What are we talking here? Could it be a possibility? I mean, you know, anything's a possibility in the NFL. And you mentioned that, you know, some some GMs probably, you know, had Zach Moss on their radar back Absolutely. in 2020 in the third or second or fourth round. But right. they just ready. They weren't ready to pull the trigger on it or they just couldn't get him because the Bills snagged him up before they could. Um, and the thing is, Zach Moss doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on him, like, you know, touches wise. Um he has not, you know, touched the ball that much. And, and, you know, GMs value that in running backs. And if if there is a GM out there that believes that Zach Moss can be a you know, very solidified RB1 or RB2 on an NFL team, they probably wouldn't mind throwing out a fifth, sixth, or even seventh round pick for a guy like Zach Moss when the Buffalo Bills have two guys in Devin Singletary and James yep. Cook 
that are are very good running backs. I think they're good running backs. And then you got a guy in Duke Johnson, who's your your fourth running back right now on the outside looking in. You know, because in my opinion, I think right now he's behind Zach Moss. You know, on the depth chart as uh, right now, right? So maybe they're like, hey, if we if we get some value for, for Zach Moss, we can bring Duke Johnson on the roster. That, this is what I'm talking about, man. Like, it's it's a pretty stacked running back room, man. You drafted, listen, man, third round, Singletary. Third round, Zach Moss. Second round, James Cook. Second round, James Cook. Is I correct? Yeah, correct. Um, yes, yeah. So, and then you got Duke Johnson. That's no slouch either. Um, so, like, fam. He's had a quietly good camp, too. Listen, I'm just saying, man, like, this this running back room is something to pay attention to. I know I was talking about the cornerback room, the receiver room. Um, but this RB room is something to pay attention to. And Zach Moss, I actually want Zach Moss to have success. I actually want him to be part of this team because there's going to be a time where we have to make a decision. I know I, I sound like a broken record, but Singletary's in his last season, right? So we need to see what we have in Zach Moss. So if we ship him, that means we're making Devin Singletary the guy for next year and going forward. Um, yeah. Because I can't see James Cook being the sole back on the squad. It's just not going to happen. So it's going to be interesting, man. Are we are we looking at a future with Zach Moss, James Cook? Or are we looking at a future of James Cook and Devin Singletary? That is going to be something that I've been I already I've already been paying attention to that. I'm already I'm seeing what's happening. So we'll see how that plays out. But you just never know. This is a business, man. And speaking of business, running back already in Cleveland is trying to get out. I found that very interesting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Kareem Hunt was like, hey, man, trade me. I don't know what leverage this man has, number one, um, because Nick Chubb is that dude. Nick Chubb is that dude. But here comes my man Kareem Hunt asking for a trade. And they're like, bitch, man, you better shut your ass up and get back in that damn huddle. And sure he did. <laughs> Taking carries like he like he was like he never even asked for it. So very interesting. He tried it. The Browns were like, nah, fam, you ain't that dude. You ain't that dude. You were that dude, but like you're not that guy yet. Um, but he he gets paid quite well. For a backup running back, he gets paid quite well. So, listen, man, uh, we'll see how this all plays out at the end of the day. We'll see how this all plays out. It's going to be interesting. This season's going to be fun. We have a big game. I call it a big game. We have a big, I, I'll call it a big game. We got a big know, it game. Is a Bill game. It's, it's a Bill's big game, game, man. It's always a big game. It's a big game. First preseason game. It's exciting. Um, I mean, I want to talk about it a little more Friday to see, like, who are we interested in seeing? Who do we want showcased? Uh, I, I know who I'm going to be paying attention to. I'm going to be paying attention to Mr. Elam. I am heavily going to be paying attention to Mr. Elam. I don't know how much he'll play because, um, I mean, you're not trying to have anybody hurt, but uh, it's going to be interesting. I can't see Josh Allen getting any reps. I mean, maybe a series, maybe two, but I, I can't mean, see him he, uh, doing a lot of playing in this. Uh... He got a half last year, I'm pretty sure, against the Packers. I'm pretty I sure I remember he... He got a half last year. I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Allen played a whole quarter. Uh, you think he'll play a whole quarter? I I could see it. I man, see that's it. that's a lot of money right there, man. I don't know if they if they're trying. I mean, all, all depending on who is starting um, at the, on the old line. If you got a whole bunch yeah. of you know saying guys that are listen, you don't put your quarterback in there. You just can't. You can't do that. You see? So, but I'm I'm actually really interested now. There's one other person I'm gonna be glued to to really see if what I've been reading. And seeing is truly something that's going to 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 really flourish. And that is a guy that you've mentioned multiple times now, and that's Isaiah Hodgins. You know what I'm saying? Now, before I get into the Isaiah Hodgins talk, do me that favor. we got almost 300 people watching right now. We've been steady floating around 300. Smash that like while you guys are in here. And 
if you have come to the point of this show, if you've come to the point uh, of this show, uh, I need you guys to, in the replay, as you're watching this, type into the comments section. Um, Evan, are you growing stubble? Oh, am I? Um, I mean, <laughs> He's what? Trying to grow out the, am I? <laughs> uh, we're trying to grow out the beard a little bit. Uh, there you go, college, man. College, college starts back up in a month. So I wouldn't mind trying to prove you. No, I just want to, I can prove, I want to, I can want to grow a beard. Like I want to grow it in a little bit and then I'll, I'll shave it up uh, and then trim it down. Well, do me a favor, folks. Evan's trying to grow a beard. So let's, let's put, uh, type in Evan's stubble. Evan's stubble because stubble stubble is good. Stubble is good because if you have a little stubble, I can't grow a beard. I just can't. I tried for the longest time when we, when we had COVID and nobody was going to get haircuts and all that stuff. So guess what? Somebody put porn stat. Uh, we, we try the porn stats, but Evan can't grow porn stats. So we're going to see. We're going to get the stubble. Let's get the stubble going. But we couldn't get any haircuts anywhere. So I was like, all right, this is this is the right time to find out if we can actually grow a beard. And fam, I cannot. I'm a must. I'm a mustache goatee guy. That's just what it is. I got a little bit of stubble here and there, but nothing to call a beard. Um, but my thing is, what is the damn fascination? What's the damn fascination with a beard? What, what do you want a beard for? Don't you like that clean shave look? No, I, I I do like that clean shave look. I just want to be able to like you know when I, when I actually shave the beard after like a day or whatever, I just wanna I just wanna have like it, it there like it's noticed but like it's it. like nicely trimmed right. Like you know what I, I like you know it. what I'm saying? I get you. Yeah, bro. I, I, I kind of want to do that though, and I know <laughs> it probably doesn't look too too good right now. I can see it from here. So you looking all right, bro? You looking all right? I mean, I mean, it's getting there. It's um, getting there. Yeah, no, it. it we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll I, see you know, how I think around around week one, that's that's when I hope. It's so that means you can't in. touch it though. You can't shave. Just kind of let it, let it, just let it fester. Let's just let it, let it simmer, and let's see what you got there. Walter Scales comes in with a with a question. He says, "Hey, are the our depth receivers? Um, excuse me, our, our depth receivers are slot receivers, and none of them offer any real outside ability. Um, I mean, Isaiah McKenzie can give you some outside ability. He's got speed enough that he can do that. Um, Isaiah Hodgins." can go in and out if he needs to. Um, but in this offense, you're in and out. You're not you're not necessarily a slot receiver. You're this receiver. If I need you to be in the slot, you go in the slot. If I need you to be outside, you're going to be outside. So it's a very multiple um, offense. But we'll, we'll I, see how it plays out. Go ahead, man. I think the only receiver that really doesn't give you too much uh, diversity in the offense going outside and in is Jamison Crowder. I think he's strictly inside. But mm-hmm. every other receiver on this roster, I think, can play inside, inside and out. And outside. That's Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, yep. Khalil Shakir. He caught a beautiful back shoulder uh, touchdown from Case Keenum Lovely. in the red versus blue scrimmage. It was about a 30-yard pass outside. He was he was working from the outside in the scrimmage a lot because yep. guys like Jamison Crowder were taking second-team reps. And, again, Shakir can play inside and out. When, when we first drafted Shakir, I was thinking, this, this is a future slot receiver. But now I look at him like, this is a future star. Oh, look at you, future yeah. star. I think you yeah. should pump mother effing brakes, my friend. No, it just can't. Catches everything. catches everything, man. Damn, it's like that. Okay, we're going to find out in preseason, man. We're going to find out in preseason. Uh, PVC fam, I appreciate that super chat, my G. Um, he comes in and says, hey, man, field position will be key. Who's returning kicks? Mackenzie, Cook, or Tavon? Well, here's funny. Here's something funny because I, I wrote my notes down. I, I, I penciled it in. I, you can't. You guys can't see anything. Oh, well, now you can't. So, I talked about that. Special teams, kick return, punt return. Austin, James Cook, McKenzie, Duke Johnson. Um, that's 
pretty much who have seen uh who have seen um penciled in for returning james cook i found very interesting to see if he's in there but the depth chart shows us Tavon austin as the punt returner and isaiah mckenzie as our kick returner um i would love to see Tavon make this roster uh, i think he he provides um a spark on the punt return side that's what he does um and listen man an underdog story is always a great one and if he makes a squad that'd be amazing but this one is open man this is an open competition who i would like to have this position i mean it always starts off rookie running backs always start off returning kicks i've always seen that before um so why not put james cook back there he's a slash he's a running back slash receiver so put him back there and and he's got wheels show me what you got year two we might not need you back there anymore but that could be one option. Uh, Tavon could be back there, uh, and uh, Duke Johnson. I see him making some some work back there. But that that the, the, it's tough, man. It is tough. I don't know who's gonna get it, but Isaiah McKenzie seems to be up there as well. See, and this is the beautiful thing about this whole situation, too, right? If Isaiah McKenzie goes back there to return kicks, you're good with Jamison Crowder in this, in, and that's why you got to keep both those guys. You can't get rid of one. You got to keep both because we might need McKenzie returning kicks, and then you know what I'm saying, and they spell each other. You know what I'm saying when it comes to the slot receiver room, um, but it's 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 open, man. That's open competition. It's open competition. It's gonna be fun to see. But like, I mean, you were there at the at the the red blue game. I don't know if they did any punt return or kick return, any like any of that stuff. Punt return, of course. Um, seriously, the kick return they would not. But punt return, did they do anything? Did they give you any indication as to what's going on with that? Just a return, what nothing? Any word uh, on that? Yeah, they did a little bit. It's kind of hard to tell. Uh, like at, at St. John Fisher, they, they had Isaiah McKenzie as the first guy out there on returns, but then at the blue versus red scrimmage, they had, uh, James Cook out there as the first returner. So I don't think there's any real indication on who will be the actual returner come week one. We'll have to see more through preseason. Uh, in my opinion, I don't think that Isaiah McKenzie is going to be a returner at all. I think he's kind of bumped himself up from that role, uh, you know, getting more of a role in the slot. I think it's interesting to see between guys like James Cook, maybe Duke Johnson, Tavon Austin, maybe even Khalil Shakir, as these are some guys who don't have in, uh, a crazy role in the offense yet. I know James Cook will, but as of right now, he doesn't. Like, he's, what, primarily going to be a third-round pick or a third-round back. He was a third-round yeah. pick. Like, they're only going to do so much with them to start out out of the gate. Uh, so I honestly think he might be a returner. Um, I don't know if they're going to do that thing with Tavon Austin. I think Tavon Austin, is a, he's a good returner. But I don't know if we're at that point where we're just going to house one position for a returner because I just don't think Austin as a receiver is good enough to beat out, you know, some of the seven or eight guys we have ahead of him. So, you know, that's that's just what it is. It's going to just kind of have to be around preseason when we actually figure that that help, that out, who's going to be the returner by week one. I think you might be onto something with that. I really do. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it uh, ultimately plays out. I mean, it's it's listen, man, this is going to be a long season. So uh, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. But uh, folks uh evan i appreciate you man you always come on and show and show big things so if you guys are watching this right now like i said evan stubble is what i need you to type in the chat uh when you're replaying this in the in the in the chat right now you guys already know what it is man you guys are here so if you guys are here before you get out of this man smash that like before you leave hit that little that little thumbs up hit that for me we it definitely helps it helps us greatly uh and allows this to to generate so i mean the algorithm can do their thing man send it to people that are like what bill's content what the buffalo fanatics what evan stubble what rico's here what you know what i mean it's it's craziness it's craziness pandemonium but anyway 
Evan, appreciate you. I'm going to keep you in the backdrop and then I'm going to sign off. But uh, anything you want to drop to people that's uh, that's going to be coming their way soon, writing any articles, what's going on, man? Um, well, after this episode of the Rico Report, there will be an article most likely on the following day. Uh, just kind of recapping the entire episode. Obviously, you guys love watching Rico do his thing. You might as well read it, you know, a quick couple minutes quick couple minute read just to kind of recap and you know refresh that information in your brain that will be uh on fansided.com uh it's just a quick recap of the recoil report uh yeah i mean that that's all right now i'll probably pop into a few shows here and there throughout the week and just yes, kind of get ready for the bill season man week one week one week of is right around the corner week that's one is around the corner baby. man i'm still trying to work on getting tickets for this damn home opener hopefully like we can get out there and do this damn thing uh folks we are killing the content and it's going to keep coming your way and i promise you will not stop uh my man rev is up tomorrow zeba was last night he had a killer show it was awesome he had my man thigh god giving the hello with the knee with the thighs i don't know what's going on with that but my man is out there so folks <laughs> do us a favor smash that like before you get out of here uh i do have one last announcement to make i'm proud of myself and, and i figured i'd share it with the world uh i i am not a handy person uh put me in the kitchen you know what I'm saying give me some ingredients give me any type of poultry give me any type of you know what I'm saying some meats or whatever I'll season that I'll cook it you're good you're good with me but when it comes to uh to doing anything outside of that yo fam I'm not handy whatsoever I'm just a pretty boy and that's it however however our dryer broke it's a Samsung oh, no. dryer and your boy had to un pop the top take the side out take the drum out and i had to repair a freaking element boy not only did i take it apart i remembered how to put that shit back together and that shit is back to working i have to give myself some love for that because i'm not handy for those that are non-handy men that are in here sometimes we just gotta tackle those freaking d diys man uh and uh one of them was today i handled that so we we doing that. My man Brian Day is, is coming through. He says, yo, Cubs hibernate in Nova Scotia. Uh, shoot, come out and find out. I'm not a nature guy, so I wouldn't tell you. But uh, if you're talking about my cap, <laughs> I guess they I guess they do. I guess they do. But yeah, man, your boy took apart the damn dryer and put that shit back together. Barry Horowitz, let me pat my back. We doing it, man. So uh listen, <laughs> Rico equals home improvement star. We're getting there, Ronald. We're getting there, man. So wifey, wifey was so proud of me. She was like, man, I'm so proud of you. I'm like, girl, get off me, man. Get off me. She's like, so next thing's up, uh, central back. I was like, yo, one, one thing at a time. Let me just relax and let me just enjoy this victory. Let me just enjoy this victory. Um, <laughs> Renaissance man comes in and says, yo, same here, fam. I'm not handy in any way, shape or form. Fam, you, I, I, kudos to those that are handy. You know what I'm saying? Kudos to y'all that can kind of like put some in your brain and you're like, yo, yeah, I can do that. No problem. I can't. Yeah, I just I, I'll watch you. I, I'm more the guy that says, "Yo, nah, I don't got time for that. I'll pay you to do that shit." That's me. That is me. You feel me? So like that's that's why. But it does help to freaking be handy because I'll tell you right now, man, that shit would have cost me like six hundred bucks to go a and find someone to come do it because they charge you an hour and it's something ridiculous, or buy a new damn dryer when I just fixed it myself. Golly, I'm telling you right now, man. Dave calls the yo next. Change the kitchen faucet. <laughs> Funny that you mentioned that. Uh, the house that we moved out of, we wanted to like upgrade the faucet. So I, I had a buddy of mine come through and he kind of helped me put the, the, the kitchen faucet in. So I kind of have an idea of how to do it now. So boom, that's number two. That's number two, man. Yeah, well, Brian Day, that's one thing I do know how to do is make babies, man. I got four of them. So 
Uh, yo, these 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 oily hips don't stop, boy. They are up in that. <laughs> they get up in that. You're not, you're too young for that. You can't be getting into that all that all that jazz. But you know what I'm talking about. But my man, my, my man said PVC. Well, listen, man. I don't know what's next, but uh, you can call me Rico the Tool Man. You know what I'm saying? We 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 gonna retooling. We retooling and doing all these things, man. Look at Evan. Evan's like, yo, what are we talk about here, boy? Anyway, Evan. He's getting, I'm a, <laughs> he's getting too happy, man. We're yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. That's the way it is, man. Uh, plumber's putty is the key. We'll see. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm not there yet, but we we gonna find out. Like the next thing is the 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 central back is out, so I gotta try to find a way to do it, and uh, we'll go from there. If you guys are if you guys are handy, you guys know these things, and central vax is your thing. Hit me up in the Twitter DMs and show me what it is. But YouTube has been my friend. That's what it is, man. But anyway. That's it for me, man. Uh, I'm going to catch you on the flip side. Evan, great to have you. By the way, if you guys have not, uh, smash, that like, smash that like. Not for me, but smash it for Evan. For Evan Stubble. Evan's trying to grow a beard. I can see the shadows from here. So hopefully by next week, he's got a full facial. You know what I'm saying? We'll see what's happening, man. So we'll the 10 o'clock shadow. <laughs> the 10 o'clock shadow, man. That's what it is, man. So I'm going to put Evan out of here. And uh, folks, that's it for us tonight, man. We appreciate you. Like I said, man, you don't have to be here. But you do spend time with your mans, and it doesn't go unappreciated, man, because it really does. And I do have one last story to share with you guys, which I thought it was really cool. And it's a, it's a perfect way to end this show. Uh, we have a friend of ours, dear friend of ours, Krista. My girl Krista is, is and she's visiting us with her with her little guy, Shay. And we, we talk bills fit. We talk bills all the time. She's going to the L.A. game, which is freaking nuts. But anyway, uh, we we're talking about uh, Bills fans and how friendly they're and how great they are. So she went to a Bills game years ago, and uh, she went to the bathroom. And she hook up. She hooked her purse up on the back of the door. I don't know if they have hooks on the back of the doors uh, in these in these washrooms anymore. But she put her purse up in the back of the door, and she had her passport, her money. She had everything, right? And she was her and her father that went to the game. Anyway, she got up, did her business, and left. Left her purse. So she goes back there, and they're like, "Oh shoot, where's my purse?" Freaking out. The stadium's full, right? Two hours after the stadium, they're like trying to figure things out. And this lady was like, "Dude, I feel so bad." This lady emptied her pockets and says, take all the money that I have. It was like 40, 50 bucks. Take it. I hope this helps. I don't know what's going to happen, but do what you must and do what, do everything. Here's my contact information. If you guys need my help, go ahead. Sure enough, they end up finding the purse. Everything was intact. They were able to stay at a hotel. But anyway, this is how good the people of Buffalo are. Little things like that. So this ties me into be kind to these damn players, man. You have good people. Don't be that one or two idiots that throwing stuff at a player or throwing your jerseys on the floor and having, you know, Stefan Diggs. Yo, man, be kind, man. It's simple as that, man. We have we're destined for great things this season. Let's not try to screw things up, man. Be kind to one another. And that's it for me, folks. You guys have a grand, fantastic night. I got to end it on my man, Don Brown. He, uh, he's got this, uh, this track right now, a repurposed track. I got to play it for y'all and uh, let y'all bang to this joint. So folks, be good, be great, have yourself a fantastic week, and we will catch you on the flip side. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, and I'm gone. Y'all have a great night, and we'll catch you on the flip side. We'll catch you Friday. Revy Rev is on tomorrow. Be ready. It's the Rev. It's the show. It's happening. It's Rico Report, and I'm gone. Buffalo, Buffalo.
Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? I don't see nobody stopping us. Number one, no one on top of us. What they gonna do when Matt Milano coming with the blitz off the edge? Don't you throw it in the air, cause Trey White and Micah Hyde will intercept. Von Miller getting double team, not a team getting easy sacks. Russo with the double moves, coming straight for the quarterback. Take him down, take him down. McDermott clapping on the sidelines, and the crowd going crazy. Mafia, it's our time. Josh Allen, it's your time. It's the Mafia, yeah. Sunday, one Bills drive. Mafia, where you at? Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. 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 It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? I don't see nobody stopping us. Number one, no one on top of us. Mitch Moore snapped the Josh Allen. Looking down the field, see no one open, so he scrambled right. He sees somebody open, but he off balance, so he gotta be focused. Dawkins with the block, Allen with the shock, 70 yards. Will it be called Gabe Davis or Jay Crowder? Down the field, past the whole roster. That step days make it so easy. Touchdown, high mark, field rocking every Sunday. Got a hangover on every Monday. Get your bash kick, you know we winning. Josh Allen passing, who gon' pass us? With Devin and Cook, you know we great. If you're not a Bills fan, we don't relate. Nah. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Don Brown, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? No one. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.